Hello, everybody. Welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and we are so glad to have you tonight with us here in the House of Faith. You are in, right now, Family Night. This is Family Night. You are among friends. You're among family. And the people filling this room are some of our closest friends, our partners. And everybody say hi. Just look, find a camera, wave at it. We are so glad you are watching and you're a part of this broadcast. Father, we thank you tonight. Uh, we thank you for opportunity to come into your word. We pray right now over everybody watching this television broadcast all, all over the world. And I ask you, Father, to give us a door of utterance into their heart, into their home, into their lives. And whatever door they have opened to you, Father, I'm asking you to flood through that. Use that as an open door of access to go to work in their families, go to work in their ministries, their businesses. Tonight we declare over people watching and our partners all over the world that whatever they set their hand to do prospers in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible, get something to write with, jump into the Word with us tonight. I want us to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 10. And uh, over the last several months here at Family Night, we have been talking specifically about the anointing. How many of you guys have been with us as we talked about the anointing? Has that, meant, has that meant anything to you at all? I, I hope you're seeing these things in a new way because there's something dramatic taking place on the inside of us. There's change going on, and a lot of it has to do with this word that we've been talking about and getting into concerning the anointing. What is the anointing? Where does it come from? How do you get it? Can I have more of it, please? And that's basically where the bottom line that I've come to in the study of this is that I just don't want to live or do life without the anointing. I certainly don't want to preach without it, which I've done before, and it's the worst, let me tell you. It bores me as the preacher, and I can only imagine what it does for people listening. But so, yeah, that's obvious. I don't want to preach without the anointing that was on Jesus to preach. That's the anointing I want to preach. But I'm not just talking about an anointing relegated to an office of ministry or somebody that stands behind a pulpit or looks into a camera. I'm talking about living life with the anointing to live life. We've talked some about this before, but, I, but I'm, I'm referring to the anointing to be a husband, the anointing to be a dad, the anointing to be a leader. Ladies, the anointing to be a mom, a wife. There is an anointing available to do those things. And we've talked a lot about it. And if you've missed any of those, um, you can always go back and watch them. They're on the website. They're on the Legacy Studios app. If you've missed any of the broadcast, uh, go back to pearsonsministries.com. You can, you can watch them for free. Get the Legacy Studios app. Get caught up that way. But I want to add a layer to this as we get ready to receive our offering tonight in the book of Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, and I'll read it to you from the New King James first. It says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And we've established this, that this is why Satan, your enemy of mine, hates the anointing. Because his whole job is to instill burdens and to build yokes, to put burdens on people that are impossible for them to bear, to put a yoke around their neck that keeps them enslaved to him, that keeps them enslaved to the pattern of this world, the way this world thinks, the way this world operates. This is his whole thing. Build a burden, build a yoke, and he will work for generations. He will go to work for years in one person's life. He'll go to work for 
hundreds of years in the life of a family to install a burden so heavy and build a yoke so strong that generations later, they think this is just how you live. They don't even recognize it as a burden, as a yoke, and how frustrating it must be to be the devil. And for somebody that you've worked so hard to put a burden on and a yoke and for them to come in contact with the anointing of God and in a moment that burden's lifted and that yoke is destroyed. That's the anointing. That's what it does. And that's why Satan hates it because he's in the burden building business and Jesus is in the burden lifting yoke destroying business. And for Jesus, business is booming. I believe that. Amen. Uh, we've looked at other translations of this. I think it's the New Living that talks about how the, the yoke will be destroyed because of increase. Uh, I think maybe the Amplified Bible talks about the yoke being destroyed because of fatness. We laughed about that one a little bit. But I, I, I like when these words get translated a number of different ways. It gives you a, a broader understanding of what's really being said here. I want to show this to you tonight. Um, we can put this on the screen up here and we'll put this on your screen watching at home. But this is Isaiah 10, 27 from the Young's literal translation. Listen to this. It has come to pass in that day, turned is his burden from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and destroyed has been the yoke. Check this out. Because of, say it out loud. Prosperity. Prosperity. The yoke has been destroyed because of prosperity. That's an interesting translation, I think. What started out as the anointing, we see it translated as increase, we see it translated as fatness, but now you're seeing that exact same word that was translated anointing, translated prosperity. And that's really what prosperity is. It is increase, right? And when you talk about a whole life prosperity, and that's what we preach is a whole life prosperity, which means you're going to have to unlock that part of your brain that has limited an understanding of prosperity to money and start to see it as the plan of God to prosper you in every area of your life. That's just increase. It's increase in every area of your life. That's the plan of God. That's the character of God. That's the nature of God. That's the will of God to increase you and I in every area of life. Beloved, I pray above all things. One translation says in all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, that you'd increase as your soul increases. So the scripture here is saying that the, the burdens removed, the yokes destroyed because of what? The anointing, but it's also translated, say it out loud again, prosperity. prosperity. Now, one of the things you have to remember and keep in mind when we talk about the anointing, we always go back to what Jesus said in Luke chapter four. We're gonna look at that later on this evening. But he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And then he listed the things he's anointed to do. Preach the gospel to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, preach recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are captive, oppressed, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The interesting thing about all those and what you discover about the anointing is the anointing was on him for others. It was on him, but it was on him for the benefit of other people. Jesus isn't poor. Jesus isn't blind. Jesus isn't oppressed, is he? No. Jesus isn't captive, but we were. Are you listening to me? We were. 
We were poor, we were blind, we were brokenhearted, we were captive, but because Jesus came and the anointing was on him, in him, with him, working through him, he came to preach the gospel so that that burden and yoke of poverty could be lifted and destroyed. That burden and the yoke of a broken heart could be destroyed so that you and I could experience freedom. Amen? So understand it like this. The Spirit of God is in you for your benefit. But what I'm talking to you about the anointing, I'm talking to you about the anointing coming on you for the benefit of others. So the, the prosperity anointing, before you stand up and shout and run around the room about the prosperity anointing, and it is something to shout about, trust me, but I want you to hear it like this. It's not just on you for your benefit. The prosperity anointing, yes, it will lift the burden of a financial burden. It will destroy a financial yoke. And people get so down, I don't know what other word to use, they, they speak despairingly of people like us who preach prosperity. But folks, when your country's debt is in the trillions of dollars, something's got to be said. When the average person in this nation has got tens of thousands of dollars of debt and they're drowning in it, this is a very relevant message. It's a burden. People are burdened with it. They're yoked with it. And praise God, there is an anointing available in and through Jesus that will lift the burden, a financial burden, and destroy the financial yoke in people's lives. But listen to me. That anointing isn't primarily to do that just for you. Of course it is, but when it comes on you, it's for you to do it in the life of others. Lifting the burden, removing the, the, and destroying the yoke of financial pressure in the lives of other people. Do you remember um, when the children of Israel, uh, they, had, they had come out of Egypt, God had brought them out, and Pharaoh changes his mind. You remember the story, right? Who in here went to children's church? You know the story. So Pharaoh's chasing them down and they make it all the way to the Red Sea before Pharaoh starts catching up with them. But now they are, they are literally in a pressured situation. It's kind of the proverbial rock in a hard place because if we go this way, we drown in the sea. If we go this way, we die fighting these guys. Folks, this is pressure. Pressure. And I've always said one of the ways you identify pressure in your life is it comes and it gives you at most two bad choices and says, pick now. Those are two bad choices, right? Die this way or die that way. What's it going to be? Pressure's coming. But if you go back and look at that story, that, that cloud of glory that had led God's people out of Egypt, through the wilderness, to the Red Sea, that cloud that was out in front of them, go back and check out the story. It moved from in front of them and came and stood behind them all night long. So it was that cloud of glory that came between God's people and the pressure that was against them. What I'm saying to you this is this is the nature of our Father. It's to come between His people and whatever's pressure on them. That's God's nature. That's God's character, is to come get between you and whatever's pressing you, whatever's pressuring you. 
Now, the reason I bring this up is because you and I can be demonstrations of that nature and of the character of God just by simply being obedient, reaching into our own pocket at the direction of the Lord, pulling out something that's in there, five, a 10, a 20, a hundred, whatever it is, when the Lord says, hey, I want you to go put that in so-and-so's hand. I want you to see that guy. He needs that. And you look at it, you think, Lord, that's a five. I feel almost silly given something so small. It's not about that. It's not about that. And I don't know if you've ever witnessed this before, but if you have, then you know it's addictive to, to take something out of your own pocket and at the direction of the Lord, put it into somebody else's life and just to see their eyes well up with tears. And they look back at you and say, how'd you know? How'd you know I was going through this? How'd you know we were dealing with this? We were about to lose that. We had to make this payment, whatever it was. How'd you know? And you can stand back and say, I didn't, but the Lord did. And what he just used you to do, if you'll do it, what he just used you to do was come between them and the pressure that was against them. That's the anointing to prosper. Now, you can't do that. You can't come between somebody and the financial pressure that's on them. Well, apart from that anointing, you can't do it. But under that anointing to prosper, you step in and you come between them and that pressure. And man, I saw this my entire life. I grew up in a household of giving people, parents givers, grandparents givers, just different ones. It was just something that was modeled and demonstrated in front of us as kids all the time. And some of my earliest memories are my, of my dad were out to lunch or were in a place where, where there's somebody doing something for us and he just tips somebody. But it's just a tip that's a little above and beyond what somebody might normally get. I've seen him do it where the, the meal was a few bucks and he put a 20 or put a 50 or even a hundred in somebody's hand. And you, you know what's fun? Make a waitress cry. That's fun. That's just plain fun right there. And when you reach out and grab their hand and you just say, listen, I don't know what you're going through, or what you're dealing with, but I just want you to know Jesus loves you and he wanted me to be a blessing to you today. What is that? That's the anointing to prosper. That's you doing your part at the direction of the Holy Spirit to lift a burden and destroy a yoke in the life of somebody else. We, um, a number of years ago, when we first started the ministry, I think maybe it had been maybe just a couple of years after we started, we were out of town one time sitting in a service. We weren't ministering. We were just sitting there. And uh, I think Sarah wasn't even in the service with me. She was back at the hotel or the house. And uh, it came up on my heart to reach out to these, some friends of ours that are missionaries in Africa. And the Lord said, contact them and say this, what's your biggest need? What's your biggest need? Just say that. Okay. And so I sent him an email right there on the spot. And he wrote back to me in the service right then. I mean, he got it and replied and said, we need a car. They are in, I think, Western Africa. And they, uh, where they go on missions, it's dirt roads. And uh, I mean, uh, you think about a pothole around here, that's just nothing compared to what they're having to travel for hours and hours and hours on end to go out into the bush, to go out into where these tribes are. And they oftentimes were like taking taxis 
or taking public transportation, which is a whole different thing in Africa, let me tell you. And he wrote back and said, we need a car. And the Lord spoke and said, do it. Just do it. Wrote him back, said, how much is it going to be? He told us how much it was. We had the money in the account, in the, in the ministry account, there was money there to do it. Before I told him what we we're going to do, I, I called Sarah, said, hey, this is what the Lord's saying. You good with it? And uh, she said, yeah, absolutely. And we were able to write them back and say, the money's coming. Get your car. Folks, that's the anointing to prosper, to come between somebody and the pressure that's on them. That's the anointing to prosper. And I look forward to doing things like that on much bigger scales. Now, is that, is that me benefiting me? Not directly, but here's the thing. It had to come to me so that it could go through me. That's what has to happen with you and I. For the anointing to prosper, for you to step between somebody and the pressure that's against them, it's going to have to come to you so that it can go through you. And we've talked so much about the anointing and the, the ability it has to turn you into another person. We talked about its ability to turn Saul into another person, David into another person. We talked about the, the, the lame man laid at the gate beautiful who had been lame from birth for 40 years. And under the anointing, he received strength and, and stood up, began running and leaping and praising God. Here is a man turned into another person. Well, that can happen in somebody's life financially. You can go from a financially oppressed, financially depressed, financially burdened and yoked individual and one moment under the anointing, the Lord can turn you in to somebody else. But that's not the end of the cycle. The cycle just begins there. It's supposed to continue when it goes, comes to you, through you, and into the life of somebody else. And that's this concept of partnership. You know, I've been talking to you guys for months about this building that we're believing God to buy up and build out. That was his direction to us. You know, this thing is not a burden to us. It's not a yoke, but I will say this about it. It's bigger than I can lift. It's much bigger than, than I have the ability to reach into my pocket or our account right now and meet the need for that. That's the beauty of partnership. That's the anointing coming on partners to do their part. That's the anointing coming on you. That's, that is the anointing on us to sow what's in our hand and to not despise it regardless of how big or small we think it is. And the truth is the dollar amount has nothing to do with the size of the offering. What determines the size of the offering is not the dollar amount. What determines the size of the offering is the size of the heart behind it. And what we're seeing right now, just in a few months, up over 20% of this project done, that's a lot of heart. And we thank God for it. Amen. So I want to give you an opportunity again tonight. There's envelopes uh, around you. If you don't have one or you don't see one, just raise your hand. We'll get one to you. Matthew, there's some over here. There's some here. And uh, if you want to be a part of this project, there's a place for you to mark on that envelope, buy up, build out. Uh, but if you don't want to want it to go in that project, that's fine too. It goes into the general operations of this ministry and uh, we receive it. Those of you who are watching tonight um, online or you're watching this on television later, you can be a part of this offering as well. Uh, one of the quickest, easiest, safest ways to do it is to text it. Just pull out your phone, your smart device, and you can text uh, LTV and any dollar amount 
to the number 28950. LTV, any dollar amount to 28950. That's going to go right into the Buy Up and Build Out project. Or you can give online at pearsonsministries.com. Or if you would rather write a check and mail it in, you can do that as well. Just use the address that's there on your screen. Father, we worship you tonight with this offering. We worship you and give you praise and glory because if you hadn't given it to us, we would have nothing to give. Father, we open up ourselves tonight to a greater degree of the anointing to prosper. The anointing coming on us for the benefit of other people. And however you would lead us, guide us, direct us, to come between somebody and whatever pressure is on them. Lord, we are yours to command. Use us. Let us step in there. Let us take some of that pressure off of them. Father, use us. Demonstrate yourself through us. We're available to you. We worship you tonight with this offering. Jesus, we bring it before you. And we say, do all that is in your heart with it. We thank you for being faithful to us, faithful to your word. And together we call this building bought up and built out. We declare the peace of this property and we say that Jesus owns this place and it is dedicated to his ministry for his glory, for his use. And we are building a platform with the purpose of preaching Jesus. We worship you with this tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.